The other day, I was having a conversation with a friend about hosting an Airbnb and how much time it takes and how much money I make and all that good stuff. Eventually, the friend stated that she couldn't grasp the idea of people staying in her home, but she would love it if people would pay her to use her backyard pool. Then it hit me. I thought, that's a great idea. Pool rentals for a few hours a day like an Airbnb for swimming pools. Yes, this is the best idea ever. I'm going to start researching this right away and see what it takes to start up a platform just for pool rentals. I was so excited. But then one quick Google search later and bam, a company named Swimply pops up. This idea not only exists, it has been around since 2018. So yeah, I missed that boat. Either way, I found this concept to be so compelling, I wanted to do an episode about it. I'll also briefly touch on some other house rental hacks that you could look into. Welcome to another episode of the Superstar Superhost Podcast. I'm your host, Lola, co-owner of Lux House and Home and a five-star superhost with Airbnb. The Swimply Company was actually featured on Shark Tank recently, and they didn't get a deal, believe it or not, which really shocked me because I can understand the hesitation by the sharks if there weren't an already working and successful model in place for renting your home or your car, such as Airbnb, VRBO, Uber, and Lyft. But after asking for $300,000 and 5%, they weren't interested in making the deal. Rather than me taking too much time to explain every detail of this house hack, I'll let you hear it from the founder himself as to how he got started with this app. His name is Asher Weinberger. It honestly never occurred to me to monetize this. Uh, I bumped into my now co-founder who I tested out my pools by, from his uh, window that his neighbor's pool was always empty. He knocked on her door and said, hey, can I help offset some of your maintenance costs in exchange for a couple hours each for my family? And uh, she said, okay. And the word spread from there to the rest of the neighborhood and she was making a nice profit. So we teamed up and said, okay, let's see if anybody else is crazy as, you know, as we are. And we built a website for 500 bucks and we went onto Google earth. We looked for big blue splotches from the sky. We knocked on doors. And we got four pools and we built the website and um, the media picked us up and the rest is history. We had thousands of strangers swimming in strangers pools. That's a great story and an even better idea. I'm very impressed. As for how the app works from the pool owner side is you simply sign up for the app, post good pictures of your pool, create a listing description and inform guests of what they can and cannot use, pool rules, etc, etc. Guests are charged up front through Swimply's secure payment system using Stripe and your payout is directly deposited after each booking. Swimply does keep 15% for their service fee which isn't far off from the Airbnb service fees when you add up both the guest side and the host side. You can also choose to be home or not to be home while the pool is rented. And the site says that you're not required to provide a restroom for use. Yeah, at first, this caused me to raise an eyebrow. I mean, if you rent your pool out for anything more than a standard two hours, somebody is going to have to take a leak. And if you don't provide access to a restroom, then guess where they're going to relieve themselves? Yeah, exactly. But the good news is that after a bit more reading, I found out how Swimply avoids these types of situations. Although they don't require you to provide a restroom, they do offer a portable restroom to be brought to your location and maintained once a week through partnerships that they have secured with local porto potty type businesses. Very, very cool. Not only do they send you a bathroom, they take care of cleaning it too. So well thought out. 
I'm beginning to understand why they call the company Swimbly. It's very simple to understand and to use. I still had a few questions though and concerns and you may also be thinking like me. So let's tackle a few of those now. First thing, liability. The number one reason why I've always been scared away from investing in homes with pools for Airbnb is the liability of a drowning or a slip and fall or anything like that. So with something like Swimply, who covers what and how? Well, according to their own terms and conditions, Simply very clearly states that they are not an insurance company and they do not provide insurance of any kind. To use their own words, quote, as a host, you understand and agree that Swimply does not act as an insurer. If a guest requests a booking of your accommodation and stays at your accommodation, any agreement you enter into with such guest is between you and the guest and Swimply is not a party to it, end quote. Here's a brief snippet from Fox 29 News featuring attorney and media legal analyst Joe Maroney as he discusses in more depth the liability issues with apps like Swimply. So then the big question is, you know, liability. Yeah. Right. What if someone comes in, we were interviewing some people about this, I said, what if the unfortunate happens and someone drowns or gets hurt while they're swimming in the pool? we got a problem. Well, but Swimply doesn't have a problem. They make it clear in their policies, but the homeowner or the host has the problem. So there's a whole bunch of things they have to do, and it's kind of a new thing because it's different than an Airbnb because an Airbnb, you know, you're renting your home, right, and you're in a dwelling. And the other thing is with Airbnb, they provide host protection insurance. You get that when you when you uh, utilize Airbnb. In this case, when you use Swimply, you get nothing. So it's up to the host to have the adequate insurance to protect themselves. So there's a bunch of things that they need to do, and they, they try to tell you on the app what you should do, but it's kind of your responsibilities the homeowner. So you say concept-wise it's a great idea, but let's say I have a pool, I come to you for legal advice, do you say, yeah, this is a great idea, rent it out? Well, I think what you should do is if you decide to turn your pool into a which what you're doing is you're turning your pool into a business. Yeah. So you should go get a lawyer, and I'll tell you why you should get a lawyer, because you need, first of all, adequate insurance, you need to contact your insurance company to make sure you're even covered for having outsiders to come in to use your pool. You may need a rider. Then there's an issue of assumption of risk and a waiver of liability. I would have a lawyer draft a waiver of liability to have the individual sign that. It's not ultimate protection, but it gives you enough protection. So essentially, if you book your pool for a guest, you're on your own if something happens. Sure, you can consult your homeowner's insurance plan, but because Swimply is a commercial income producing program, it is highly likely that your homeowner's insurance will use that to absolve itself from providing any coverage as well. I think that the best thing to do in this case is to first of all, add insurance coverage coverage that specifically covers this type of rental. So if you're already a short-term rental homeowner, you may be able to consult that insurance company that you use for that type of rental. I would think that another good way to mitigate liability is to have a signed agreement between you and the guest that absolves you of any ownership of risk. Basically, you're telling the guest that they are responsible for themselves and their people during the time that they're using your pool. Add several rules and warnings and precautions written in plain sight, and that should help to keep things moving along swimmingly. But I am not a lawyer, and my thoughts should not be taken as legal advice. Another question I had was, how does Swimply ensure the quality of the pools before guests are able to book them? Not all pools are created equal, and just because it looks sparkling clean does not mean that it is. Who tests the levels of chlorine to ensure that it's safe for swimming? How does a guest know that he or she is entering a clean and sanitary pool? 
Well, it turns out that Swimply also has partnerships with local pool maintenance companies that do 24-point health and safety inspections, and they also do basic background checks. So that's very, very good to know. And it shows that they've really done their research and heard feedback from pool owners, as well as guests who have used other people's pools and taken those into consideration. So far, so good on my end. What do you think? Would you use Swimply to rent out your pool? Would you book another person's pool for your own benefit? Email me. I'm curious to know your thoughts. As for me, with COVID-19 going on right now, I was skeptical about this pool sharing app, but it has been around since the summer of 2018-2019, and it appears that coronavirus restrictions have actually helped it boost their business. According to the founder, Asher Weinberger, in a recent article, he said, There's been a shift away from public domain to private domain. We are offering a truly contactless experience. We're replacing the gym. We're replacing Chuck E. Cheese for birthday parties. So we are offering a viable and safe alternative for people in a difficult time. And that's something we're very thankful for and appreciative of. Well said and very true. As as I've stated in terms of Airbnb bookings, we had our highest earnings month only two weeks after the first wave of COVID. People are gravitating to doing activities with their own family nucleus rather than going to public spaces as they did before. I really like this pool rental concept so much, but of course, as with any new idea, there will always be backlash. Airbnb went through it, Uber went through it, and Swimply is also taking a little heat. Here's what one community in New Jersey is saying about why they are against the idea of sharing your pool for money. Similar to Airbnb, new phone apps like Swimply promote the concept. Thousands of private pools are listed for rent across the country. But in New Jersey, not everyone wants to dive into this idea. And for Toms River Township, officials worried about overcrowding and a lack of certified lifeguards already getting nearly a dozen complaints in a month. All of a sudden, neighbors are reporting that buses will pull up, kids will run out of the buses and into the yard, and the homeowners are selling uh, passes or membership for the day. The mayor is referring to this scenario. Video captures buses of kids using private backyards like their water parks. He's now sending out a warning to the town that this is illegal. Last year, they banned the rental of amenities. The the neighbors are all complaining. If you have a house in a residential neighborhood and all of a sudden every day a different busload of people pull up and go running into the place, cheering, noise, happy, and everything else, you're bound to be upset. If you're caught, you may find yourself in deeper trouble than the deep end of the pool. Fines can reach $2,000 or even 90 days in jail. Valerie Castro, CBS 2 News. Now, for clarification, the mayor says if you rent out your house and there happens to be a pool in the backyard, that's okay. But daily pool rentals are a violation of local law. Okay, so I do appreciate that the journalist clarified that at the end. The overall clip raised some good points such as sanitation and health concerns, but those seem to have already been considered by Swimply as they state on their site. As for the busloads of children running to someone's pool or being charged for day passes, I agree that that is a bit excessive. I love how the sharing industry has put money and control of income back into the hands of small businesses and part-time owners, but we can't be abusive. Charging for day passes and turning your backyard pool 
pool into a water park is just egregious. Remember, you live in a neighborhood that is zoned for residential use. So doing something like this is equivalent to an Airbnb allowing their home to be used as a nightclub. It's beyond the scope of reasonability and sensibility, and it just shouldn't happen. The other outstanding question that I have about Swimply is one that most people ask right away. How much money can I actually make? Well, let's first start off by considering the obvious. Whatever money you can make, it will be seasonal. People aren't renting pools in the cold months, no matter how much you heat it up. So this is a part-time type of gig for sure. Unless maybe if you have a jacuzzi, that could possibly rent pretty well. But in terms of pool rental, my research has shown me a wide range of income earning potential. I've seen prices range from $40 an hour for a full-size garden pool to over $300 an hour for a large pool with stunning views, a hot tub, barbecue facilities, and so on and so on. So just like Airbnb, it appears that the more amenities you have to offer, the higher you can charge. Doesn't necessarily correlate with a higher number of bookings per se, but you as the host can decide what type of guests you're looking for and at what price point and then cater to them accordingly. So for example, if you're okay with a full day backyard family reunion and you have the corresponding amenities to accommodate that, then charge what you think that is worth. But if you're just looking for the random mom, dad, children who want to splash around for a couple of hours and cool off, then you would charge on the lower end. That brings me to another thing I really love about this idea. There is a lot of room for you to charge for extra services or add-ons. Let's use this made-up scenario to explain what I mean. Say you have an average-sized pool about six feet deep at the max with an attached hot tub and a grill nearby. If someone wants to book the pool for four hours, you could set your base price to, say, $50 per hour. So you're definitely in to earn $200. But what if you tack on the use of the grill at an additional $10 per hour? Now you're at $240. But what if they don't want to lug their own coals to your house and they ask you to provide coals and lighter fluid? Or if you have a gas grill, they will have to use your tank. I'm thinking we add a flat $10 fee for a bag of coals or the use of the gas tank. Now we're at $250. Oh, and it would be great if we could keep our drinks chilled. Oh, you have an outdoor ice maker available for us to use at a flat fee of $15 for the four-hour rental? Perfect. Now we've hit $265. It gets a bit cooler toward the evening time, so it would be spectacular if we could transition to the jacuzzi during our pool time. In this case, I would have offered a pool price and a pool plus jacuzzi price up front. So say $50 for the pool only, $65 for both. Use as you wish. You get the idea. It's so easy to go from making only 200 bucks in four hours to making over 300 if you offer enough stuff. You could charge for pretty much everything, including cleanup, plateware, flatware, towel rental, non-alcoholic drinks, and on and on and on. I think the most important thing is to keep it safe and contained so that neighbors can't tell the difference between you renting out your pool to strangers or you having family and friends over for a dip. In other words, don't get greedy and overzealous and turn your pool into a party zone and then wonder why you got shut down. I really wanted to share this episode for those people out there who are still on the fence about Airbnb or maybe don't own an investment property, but have something else that they could short-term rent out for money. Speaking of which, Swimply is working on another very exciting venture, which I am positive will catch on very quickly. They are calling it Joy Space, J-O-Y-S-P-A-C-E, which is a platform for renting or sharing all kinds of unique private spaces from tennis and basketball courts to home gyms and decked out backyards. 
So again, as people are looking to enjoy their usual activities, but within their own private circles, this is a trend that I see taking off like wildfire. One caveat that I do foresee, though, is the whole zoning issue. We are talking about using areas of your residential home to make money on a regular to semi-regular basis. I know that it can happen because Airbnb has been doing it for over a decade now, but when does it become too much? When does it become disruptive to the actual commercial spaces that have set themselves up for the sole purpose of providing these very activities? For example, when does renting out your home gym become so popular that actual gyms have to fight against you? Or even spaces that are set up to offer party space or wedding venues? I don't have the answer to that question, but I would imagine that just like Airbnb versus the hotel industry, these home sharing hacks will become problematic for their commercial counterparts when the flow of money is disrupted. When gyms can't offer more for less than the home gym setups, that's going to be an issue. But also in similar fashion, Airbnb and the hotel industry found a way to coexist. Maybe these other forms of rentals can too. We'll just have to see. I do hope this episode gets the creative mind and creative juices flowing, not just in terms of renting your pool, but also how you can use your own Airbnb, if you have one, to increase your earning potential by renting out certain sections of it a la carte versus a whole home. If your Airbnb has an exquisite backyard, think wedding rentals, graduations, etc. Look into upcharging for the add-ons that would make those types of events more memorable. Speaking of memorable, it's time to read a review. This one comes from Deborah. I never leave reviews, but this house was amazing. We came into town for my daughter's graduation and it was perfect. Great location and community, spacious and clean. I will definitely be booking again when visiting. Thank you so much, Deborah. Reading these glowing reviews and receiving these glowing reviews never ever gets old, so we do appreciate it. I am happy to share specifics and more detail about how I maintain superstar superhost status if you want. Shoot me an email found in the show notes and I'll get it to you. In the meantime, please subscribe and share this podcast with everyone you know and leave me a five-star review. Thank you for listening and for following the journey with Lux House and Home. Till next time.